Hola, this is the Getting to Ramen podcast, and I'm Joshua Anderton. So I've been wanting to record an episode for a while on the mental and emotional side of starting a company based on my experience. And because I think that lots more people are talking about it, but not enough. And it's a really important, there's some really important questions to ask before you you go out and try and start a company, whether you're taking funding or bootstrapping or, you know, keeping your day job or not keeping your, you know, or quitting your day job or whatever there are some really difficult times that you're going to go through and regardless of what type of company you run and regardless of how successful it is. And there should be a checklist, kind of a, like a a physical, like an emotional and mental like test that you should be going through that we should all be going through before embarking on a journey like starting a company. But of course I didn't go through those things. And so I'm kind of learning things on the way. And I feel like even though I haven't achieved the level of success with my business yet, I do feel, I feel really good about where I'm getting with my mental health and my awareness of kind of myself and how I handle certain scenarios. Anyways, you can hear my family in the background. That's just going to be the nice little soundtrack for this episode and probably future episodes, of course. So this year has been extra difficult for me. There's been some really, really high highs, some really exciting parts this year. Working on my own company full-time, working on Upscribe full-time has been unbelievable dream come true. Everything that I thought it would be, which is really exciting. Like I'm getting to work, wake up every morning and work on my list and prioritize what I feel should be worked on and and then getting to go and do that and get to customer support as soon as, you know, people need help and all those things. Like it's just, it's been awesome. But at the same time, there's just, there's just times that are difficult. And I've found that those times are even harder if I don't have a check on myself mentally. So I, I'm pretty sure I've been talking to my doctor and kind of, I went, I did some, I took some, uh, some blood tests recently and have been meeting with my doctor kind of sporadically out. And he's pretty sure, hasn't officially diagnosed me yet, but he's pretty sure that I have a form of, it's called seasonal affective disorder. And uh, so basically it's like, it's a type of seasonal depression. And I think at least for me growing up, depression wasn't really like just in the, in kind of the world that I lived in and in the, the types of people that I grew up with. And, and families and stuff. Depression wasn't really looked at like a valid, I don't know, like a physical condition. It was, it, it, it was more considered like a, you know, a state of mind that you can kind of will yourself out of, you know, or, you know, just change your attitude was basically the way that I grew up feeling about depression. And that's like my parents, I've talked to them more recently about it. And they didn't, they, they never really felt that way about it. And they didn't intentionally teach me to think about it that way. But I, I, so anyway, anyways, maybe it's just the, 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 we just didn't have enough conversations about it, or I didn't know enough people that were going through it openly. But regardless, my picture of what depression is and was 
was not correct. And, and it wasn't helpful for me as I've been processing my own depression that I wasn't aware of for the last few years. So what really caused me to, to take a second look was when I started full-time on Upscribe this last year and was experiencing the same kind of lows and the same kind of like lack of energy and lack of excitement for things that usually are exciting to me and loss of appetite and all these different things that I thought were, I genuinely thought were because, sorry, that I experienced in the past, but thought it was because I was working at a company or situ- in a situation that I didn't like, or that I, you know, I'm a founder, I'm an entrepreneur. It's because I'm working for someone that I'm experiencing these things. And so someday when I run my own company, these will be gone and I just need to put up with them right now. And that was just, just wrong. So, which I discovered because this year in kind of the, the highest highs of switching to running Upscribe full-time, I experienced that seasonal depression again. And it finally made me go, okay, this is, this isn't right. Like there's something wrong here because this is, I'm supposed to be happy. Like this is supposed to be the, the most exciting time of my journey in business. And instead I'm, I'm feeling these same lows. And so for me, it's, it's, it looks like basically I just, I lose interest in the stuff that usually gets me really excited. So, and I've talked about this on the podcast before also is, is like, I know when I'm burning out because I start to lose excitement for, for building products, uh, for building companies or, or starting side projects or, creating websites or building, writing software or whatever. Those are things that I do even when I'm being lazy. Like when I have no energy and I'm exhausted, I get energy from then turning and working on a new little project or working on Upscribe or um, making a video or, you know, doing something creative. And so in the past, when I didn't have energy for those things, I just wrote it off. Like I thought that I was just being, you know, lazy and I realized I finally realized like it wasn't laziness. It was, it was burnout. And now I'm realizing it's a bit more than that. It's, it's something that actually happens a few times a year for me is I reach this place where like even the stuff that gives me energy is exhausting to me. And so that was the trigger for me, or that was, that was what made me realize like, okay, I need to do something about this. And so this is still fairly new, fairly like early in my journey of a like kind of as I'm trying to address this I I'm still just kind of trying to figure this out but I think that but I thought I, I'd jump on here and and at least talk about some of the things that I'm trying even just for my own reference in the future so and once again like I'm not bringing all this up to get attention that's certainly not the case and I don't have enough listeners on this podcast for that to be the case either so I'm just I think that this is important for, especially for the the people that are listening to this podcast, you're probably a founder, you're probably an indie hacker, you're probably, you know, a creator, a maker, and it's especially the creative types, like it's, it's really important to just be aware of this. Like, even if this is something that you only experience every few years, or only when certain things, things get really, you know, dark, it's important to know how you respond to situations and it's important to know what are the triggers or what are the, what are the kind of like, how do you, how do you know when you're 
getting to those low lows? Or how do you know when you are experiencing depression? And I, I don't know enough about it. Maybe it's something that, you know, maybe there is like a, like you, you're experiencing depression. If you're, you know, if this, this, and this happens and it's the same for everyone, I don't think that's the case. So I think that it's important that you are, you just take a second and especially when you are feeling low and just think about like, what does this look like? What are the feelings that I'm feeling like? And the emotions that I'm feeling and experiencing so that you can recognize it when it's happening next and so that you can address it and do something about it. So for me, the, the things that I've tried so far are I ordered a, a therapy lamp and this is something that I've, I've actually seen a lot of people using more recently. So it wasn't actually, uh, so, so it was something that was familiar with already, but you can get one on Amazon for like 50 bucks. And I just have one that sits beside me on my desk and it's basically just like a, a light that's supposed to, now don't quote me on this because I don't know the scientific, you know, reasons, but, but basically it's, there's just, especially in places like, like Vancouver, where I live, where a lot of the year it's pretty dark and overcast, uh, we just don't get enough sunlight. And so having these special lights that help kind of make up for the vitamins and make up for things that we're lacking because of that lack of sun. Anyways, that's going to be, that's my best explanation. So, so far. And one of the, one of the problems is I'm, I'm trying a bunch of these things, but I've also, we're also going right now. It's switching from, uh, we're transitioning from winter to spring. So that also is going to play a big part in like, if this does start working, it's kind of like, well, it's also springtime now. And so that could be a big part of it. Now at the same time, like I said, I live in Vancouver, so spring may just not come. <laughs> it may just stay overcast. We've had a few nice days. So I've been using the therapy lamp and that's seemed to be, well, for the most part, it's just obnoxious because I've got this bright light in my face. So maybe I need to try a few different positions and uh, levels of brightness, but I don't know how, like it, so far yeah, I've had a, you know, good couple of weeks. I don't know if that's because of that or other reasons, but anyways, I'm also don't, I also don't want to stop using it just in case, <laughs> but I will certainly like update on how that is helping or not helping. I'm, I'm also going to start, um, or I've started taking B12, which like I, I mentioned earlier, I, I took a bunch of blood tests to kind of see if I had any deficiencies and there was nothing, there were no flags. So so basically I'm like, I'm, I'm not low on B12. I'm not low on iron or any of those things, but I'm still not, I still just don't have a lot of energy throughout the day. So there's still more kind of like more than I need to talk with my doctor about and potentially other doctors about like, whether it's because I've, you know, my brain just isn't producing enough serotonin or, you know, whatever. So I'll figure that out. And now that I've release this episode, I'll make sure that I kind of give an update later on about the discoveries that I make. But so far, yeah, B12 therapy lamp. I'm also like I have a I bought a Sonos, which is just like a nice wireless Bluetooth speaker with really good sound. And it's a little expensive. It's a few hundred bucks. And obviously there's some cheaper ones, but like I just I bought it because it's really great sound, really good low end and music is really important in for me when managing my emotions and my like kind of mental state like and so i there's certain albums that i've been listening to that are just like more calm so in the morning i 
I put on mainly Jose Gonzalez's uh, Vestiges and Claws. It's just this really nice, calm album. It makes me feel like I'm at the beach. And so that really helps me rest in the morning and just kind of like slow down and feel and try and get my happy place. So that's been a big part. So music is really important, but music that sounds great. I've got a, you know, music background. So like, it just has to sound good. It has to, that's, that's just, it just has to, otherwise it's, it's going to cause me, it just doesn't help if it doesn't. So anyways, music, light therapy, vitamins. So B12, I'm also going to start taking multivitamins. So yeah, so I'll, I'll recap later on or update on, on how that's going. But really the part that I wanted to get across in this episode was like, as makers and as creators, it's really important that we keep track of our emotional and our mental state and know when we need help and know what help we need. <laughs> so if there's things that you can have in your office that will help with that, or there's people that you can go to in those times, like we just, you need to be on top of it because this is a really long journey, whether your company takes off or doesn't, it's a long journey and it's a roller coaster and we need to be able to stay on top of it. Yeah. So that was kind of the point that I wanted to get across. And yeah, so, I mean, nobody needs to like publicly comment or anything, but if you you know, if you relate to this or resonates with you, or if this is like, oh, shoot, yeah, that's a good point. This is what I've been feeling. would love to hear from you if you want to DM me. Like I said, it doesn't need to be public, but if you want to DM me on Twitter, that'd be cool. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, sidebar, totally different topic, but it was getting me really frustrated this morning thinking about it. And it's a conversation I've had with my wife recently is recently I saw there was a company that was sold so there's a founder I've been following their journey for a long time and they built up a company, built up a team and then had a good, you know, great acquisition and he, you know, kind of like celebrated and like openly and was very uh, transparent about the whole thing. And I think that like, and for the most part, I th- I don't think that anyone really, so basically it looked like a really good situation great sale, great transition for the team, you know, everything looked like it was really good. And then a few weeks later, I was talking to one of the employees that was that moved to the acquirers company. And they were just like, things didn't turn out great for the team. And things didn't turn out great for the product either. There was a lot of flack that was given because of some policies that were changed by the acquirer and stuff. And I mean, okay, by now you probably know which company this is, but I'm still not going to name names. And I am getting to an important point, (laughs) but basically it just made me think like, and obviously I'm long ways away from worrying about like having a team and having to sell and, and all that, but it's an important, it was just like a really interesting thought for me was like, yes, one of the goals is to build a great company and sell it and make lots of money and retire or, you know, go and work on something else or whatever, but have that. That's one of the cool things about being able to start a company is that someday you can sell it for millions of dollars. And for the most part, it's like, especially when you didn't take investment and um, you don't have a lot of people that you need to pay off or whatever. It's like, you know, it's kind of like 
no strings attached, like just sell that thing, make a bunch of money and move on. Like, this is so cool. That's like the dream. But when you have a team that you have convinced to, to like take a risk with you on this business for, and like you, like people, people are, have entrusted their lives with you, their livelihoods for a certain amount of time, instead of going off and working for a larger company that where there'd be a lot more security, where they'll make way more money, you know, all those things, potentially way more money. They're saying like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come work for you because this is the company that I want to work for. I think that it's important that if you're selling, that the team, you know, that the new company that's going to be taking over is is has also got a at least a similar, like a similar culture to what you sold your employees on. Otherwise, it's like, who cares if you gave them a job? Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have, if they would have never, you know, I don't know, like if I, if I hire a team and then I sell to Amazon, it's like, well, those people may not have wanted to work at Amazon. It's like, so basically it just made me think like, and now this person who sold, now the person that sold that company is going out and starting another company. He's inviting people to come work for him. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to work for you. Like, and people, other people should be aware of this too. Like this guy has, has like literally just, he just sold his company and really left a lot of his employees in a, in a bad situation or a situation that they didn't sign up for. And it wasn't in the, that wasn't up to them. I mean, like, just because they have a job doesn't mean that it's a job that they want to work at. And they were kind of forced into it. That's like, I don't know. That just doesn't, that doesn't seem right to me. So yes, as, as founders and as like company owners, we have this right to sell the company and move on and, you know, take the money and move on. But I, I just think that at least for me, it really made me think about like when I have a team, if I ever do have the opportunity to sell, it's like, I want to, these people that I have convinced to bring their families and follow, you know, this, this vision and take a risk with me. Like, I want to make sure that they're not, they're not just given a job, but they're giving, they're also moving to a culture that they're going to be happy with or that they're compensated in like, because they won't be, you know, like anyways, just a thought, a little bit of a rant, but yeah, hopefully this was a good episode for you. Hopefully you found this helpful or useful. I think the mental and emotional side of being a founder is really important and but I didn't think so when I started this journey. So anyways, hope you're having a good day and talk to you soon. <laughs>